Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-949 Highway Radio Station. I'm your host, Coach Giambola, and we're going to delve into some more name, image, and likeness situations. So we've got Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish is from CBS as they go into more detail about this. This is going to be a two-parter. Um, as I said, typical NCAA. They wait until a couple hours before the uh, July 1 deadline for some states is going to go into effect. And then they just throw the blanket on everything. Division 1, Division 2, II, Division 3, uh, available to do it. Some schools were ready. Some schools are not. Uh, Connecticut has some state laws that prohibit anything being done until September. You've got school policies. Uh, there's no uniform rules or regulations for these uh, NILs. Uh, across the board, so each school is able to do whatever they want to do or not what they want to do. So here is Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander. It's going to be a two-parter. Uh, part one, talking about the name, image, and likeness rule that has been put through by the NCA. In typical NCA, do the rule. Don't worry about the implications. We'll figure out how to fix it after the fact. Um this is going to be, as I said, Pandora's box uh, to the nth degree. So this is courtesy of CBS Sports. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. It's Thursday, July 1st, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Orlando is here with me, and we are now living in a country where student-athletes can legally profit from their name, image, and likeness rights. Remarkably, the world has not ended. From the sport of men's college basketball, Iowa's Jordan Bohannon signed an autograph at a fireworks stand today. The fireworks stand is appropriately called 
booming. It's in Windsor Heights, Iowa. They are paying him to be there. Deadleg, how are you enjoying living in a time when student-athletes are legally cashing in in a variety of ways on their name, image, and likeness? I'm enjoying it. You enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. You know, it's uh, it is a whole new world here. If you want to start with that as opposed to the fact that, you know, listen, July 1, Eastern Kentucky, it's out. Out of the OVC, off to the A-Sun with Jacksonville State. That's fine. The WAC just added, like, 16 new teams. But, yes, the NIL now being a thing is, uh, listen, man, this we're not all the way there with college athlete empowerment, but this is a truly significant step. And I can't wait for just the ridiculous things that are going to happen. Like, the unpredictable stories, the fallouts. I saw, oh, my gosh, I saw Spencer Hall tweet something that I thought was so true. I thought about this. Uh, and in fact, I was talking about it with some coaches at a recruiting event I was at last weekend where who knows where this is going to go and what we're going to see and how fast this is going to happen. And we'll get to that in a second. But I do think there will be some uh, unintentional backfires here. And it, Spencer Hall tweeted this. Uh, he goes, can't wait for the first student athlete who has to say something like, I apologize for endorsing Randy's taffy and firearms. I want my fans to know that I do not endorse white supremacy or its followers and had no idea Randy was like that. I do think the potential for that is there. I also want to note that uh, Oklahoma State coach Mike Boynton tweeted out something Thursday morning, and he's he's 100% right about this. Like, this is a really good day, but never underestimate the potential for grifters to grift. And I do think that these college athletes that now have these rights to profit off their name, image, and likenesses need to be aware and surround themselves with good people so that they don't get ripped off. You know, I do think that's another element of this that is going to be out there more than ever. And so while it is a very joyous day uh, and, a, and, a, and an overdue day, um, I do think there are some, uh, I don't know, unintended consequences is, is exactly the right term here, but I do think there's a lot of ways that this can go and will go, not just today and in the next week, but in the next few months as we learn more and more about just what exactly athletes can and will do to, uh, to benefit off this new world. I am in favor of these student athletes educating themselves and being careful. And, and I believe, as, as Mike tweeted, reading the fine print. But these are adults. They're often called kids. Oh, those, those kids at Duke or those kids at Kentucky. Um, even by people in the media, they call them kids all the time. They're not kids. I have two kids running around downstairs. One is seven, one is four. They're kids. These student athletes we're talking about are adults. And I'm sure that there is going to be an example somewhere. I think it'll be rare, but there will be an example somewhere where somebody is taken advantage of, where somebody is ripped off, where somebody does make a mistake, where somebody does endorse something that they should not be endorsing. But, by the way, this happened to Hall of Fame football player Brett Favre a few years ago. He had to apologize for endorsing something that he should not have been endorsing. So the world didn't end when it happened to Brett Favre. We didn't put any guardrails in place to try to prevent it from happening to Brett Favre. We just sort of all left at it and moved on. And I suspect that's, that's what's going to happen here when these things do happen here. That is one of the many arguments against what's happening right now, happening, that you know, these young people will be taken advantage of. Like I just explained, I, I don't, it's not that I don't care that somebody could be taken advantage of. I just don't think that's a reason not to have what we have in place in place. Like when those situations arise, you, you deal with them and, and hopefully learn from them. And maybe other people can learn from them. 
the other one I saw last night, and it's just amazing. These people keep trying to make these arguments that, you know, nobody's listening to you anymore. Nobody's buying them anymore. Like one last night, Andy Staples and I were um, participating in. Somebody said, well, you know, these young people, might have even called them kids, going to have to learn about taxes because you're going to have to pay taxes on this stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard anybody else in any other walk of life try to tell a young person they shouldn't work, earn, because of taxes? Of course not. <laughs> but the people do it with student athletes. As if, like, that, that, that you shouldn't earn anything because you'll have to pay some of it to the United States government. Like, what? Oh, uh, what? It doesn't make sense anywhere else. Like, I was a college uh, student once upon a time. I worked. I don't remember even thinking about taxes. I had 1099s. Like, I delivered pizzas for Papa John's and Pizza Hut. But then I also would write uh, for the Commercial Appeal or the Memphis Flyer. I did stories for the Washington Post. And I got paid, and then I had to pay taxes on that income. And, like, I don't even remember it being a thing. It was just, like, something that got handled. And I was not, like, some sophisticated young person. As I pointed out on Twitter last night, I'm from Mississippi, the first college graduate in my family. You should not assume I, at the age of 20, was any more or less sophisticated, not perhaps less, yeah. perhaps less, sophisticated than, than your average student athlete. So it just doesn't make any sense to, to, to base your counter argument um, on that. Uh, another one that you hear, like, okay, good, luck, good luck with your locker rooms, because some people are going to be making a lot, others aren't going to be making as much. Uh, that that sports at every other level other than the NCAA level, yeah. and it has been forever. Yeah. Like there's a there's a there's a uh, NBA locker room where somebody makes thirty million dollars and somebody else makes three hundred thousand dollars, and I never heard about two guys fist fighting over that. It'll be fine if the Yankees can figure that out, and the Warriors can figure that out, and the Buccaneers can figure that out. Then I'm going to assume that Minnesota can. I mean, you're well. going to have great locker rooms and, and bad locker rooms. I actually I talked about this very thing. There was a recruiting event last week, and afterward uh, a few coaches went out to dinner, uh, and I joined them, and this exact thing came up where some coaches disagreed with it. A couple coaches were actually – they were still believing, like, this could actually cause an issue in their locker room because you might have one or two players that are actually able to profit in a significant way off of this while no one else can. Uh, but there was pushback. Uh, to, to one coach in particular, who is a power conference coach, and it was more like, you know, if there's going to be issues there, the money issue might exacerbate it to a certain degree, but if, if it's going to be there, that's not going to be the sole reason why that exists. And and even if it does, so be it. I mean, the players, if you have issues in your locker room, it usually goes way beyond that, and it'll will it it'll start with playing time more than anything else, but I don't, I find that to be a, an invalid concern and just another thing that's put out there to try and resist a day that's long overdue. It's one of the, the boogeymen that people put out there. Like, this yeah. is going to cause problems, except watch. Watch. It just won't. It just won't cause problems. You know? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady was making way more money than perhaps everybody, but certainly most. It was fun. They seemed like they had a happy locker room. You know? Like, yeah. it's just, that is the way sports works at every other level above the NCAA. There's no reason it can't work fine at the NCAA level as well. Um, the other thing that's become obvious already is that the people who have spent the past couple of years um, insisting 
this would only benefit a handful of people who are just dead wrong. This is going to benefit thousands and thousands of people to different levels, certainly. Mm -hmm. But there's a, a chain in Nebraska, I'm sure you saw this, that announced that they will have a deal on the table for every student athlete in the state of Nebraska. Like everybody's going to, I don't know what that's going to include, but everybody's, there's a chance, I don't want to say everybody, but the majority of student athletes, certainly at the high major level, are going to be able to benefit in some way. For some, it will be big national brands, Gatorade, McDonald's, uh, Nike, Under Armour. For others, it'll be local, uh, you know, uh, uh, local businesses. Um, for some, it'll be social media stuff. Like, here's another thing we're finding out. Having a big following on social media yes. is arguably more important than being a great player in a mainstream sport. There's a young woman named Libby Dunn. She's a gymnast at LSU. She has more than 5 million followers um, combined on TikTok and Instagram. And there's some thought that she's going to be a millionaire. Like, like we've constantly been talking about the quarterback. At, While in know, college, to be clear. Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. Just, like, yeah, not, not an yeah. eventual millionaire, like... Like an event, like a, like a, like a millionaire next week, <laughs> like a millionaire next week. Um, she, you know, she had you ever heard of her a month ago? No, I had not either. But I'm just reading and reading and reading, and I'm like, uh, okay, let's go check out this Libby Dawn. And then I went to her Instagram page, and I'm like, okay, I understand. She takes a lot of pictures in swimwear. You don't think there's a swimwear deal in place for her? So. We've thought for a while it's going to be the quarterback at Clemson or the running back at Alabama or the point guard at Kansas. And those players are all going to benefit to certain degrees. I saw the Clemson quarterback tweet about Delta <laughs> the other day and then, like, hashtag July 1st. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he, he, might, he might have a Delta deal, you know, uh, you know by the weekend. Uh, but it's not just the star athletes in the big sport. It's going to be Libby Dunn. It's going to be – let's just – speak frank about it, the attractive um, uh, uh, female student-athlete who has an incredible social media following. Like, there's a pair of twins who play basketball at Fresno State. They're going to cash in. They already, they already started. Yeah, Boost, uh, yeah, I think it was Boost Mobile. They had, they had it all locked and loaded for July 1. Yeah. Uh, so, like, this is – I remember reading – I mean, I don't have to identify anybody by name because it's okay to be raw, but, like, People who were saying this is only going to benefit a handful of people, they're just wrong. It's going to benefit a lot of people. Now, it should be, should be pointed out, though, the twins at Fresno State had it, as you put it, locked and loaded, ready to go for July 1st, and so did you know, Jordan Bohannon. He, he tweeted yesterday, I'll be at the fireworks stand tomorrow. I love it. Love it. Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. 
Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. Hey, this is Bob Golick, formerly of the Los Angeles Raiders. Go Raider fans. You're listening to Coach's Corner with the coach, Jim Bola. There was one, did you see this one, the Michigan, you did see it, I saw you tweeted, the oh. Michigan State football player. You want to get into this right now? Because we're going to this right now. Okay. Never heard of this dude. Matthew Coughlin? Coughlin? Yeah, I guess. I don't Love know. this. Love this. I'm surprised we didn't, how, how deep into the podcast are we right now? We are, we're 13 minutes in. Oh, we buried the lead. We buried the lead. At <laughs> 9.51 on Thursday morning. Matthew Coughlin tweets, this is a paid tweet to tell you to listen to the Locked On Spartans podcast. I've never listened to it, but I'm sure it's not terrible. <laughs> this is phenomenal. And so, like, what did he get for that? Maybe it's 200 bucks. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's 20 bucks. I don't care. The point is this freaking podcast name checks an active college athlete in the first 10 seconds of every episode. Do we got to do, do you and I got to, like, put up, like, 250 bucks a piece and drop a note to Leaky Black to get him to tweet out to listen to the Iron College Basketball Podcast. I think this might be mandatory at this point because we are the podcast made for this exact thing. If we, Leaky if we Black. don't get a deal, if we don't get a deal done with Leaky Black, like I'm being serious right now, we should get a deal done with Leaky Black. Well, I mean, I saw Dan Wetzel tweet, what college athletes should we use to promote their Yahoo Sports College Podcast? And I want to be like, dude, we are the one. It is this Podcast, we gotta link, we gotta we gotta link up with Leaky in a hurry here, and we gotta get so, we gotta get something done. This uh, th- now that we are in this era, how much you th- how much you think we gotta pay Leaky Black to, to, to tweet about the Island College Basketball Podcast? He, I mean, if he'll do it for a, I, listen, it's a, it's one tweet. If it's one tweet, no, three hundred bucks seems fair, seems worth it, right? I'll give Leaky Black three hundred dollars. And by the way, how awesome is it that I can now just give Leaky Black three hundred dollars if I want to? <laughs> I love it. Oh, Absol- it's so good. It's ab- so good. Ab- absolutely uh, love it. And so we got here in recent days because the NCAA just basically said, "Do what you want to do." <laughs> you oh my know, gosh! We're, yes, we're we're at, we're out of it. Like we ain't trying to get sued again. Oh so like, you know, if you're in a state with name, image, and likeness law. Just go by those laws. And if you're in a state that doesn't have them, just do whatever you want to do. And so what's going to be interesting is how each school individually handles this. Yes. Like, which schools are going to try to restrict or limit? Because, like, now you're setting yourself up to be sued someday. Um, and which schools are going to say, do whatever you want. We don't, just you know, make sure the paperwork's legit, but do whatever you want. Like, that's going to be where this really gets interesting. And the only thing the NCAA has said is that we don't want it to be a recruiting tool. Well, too I mean, bad. What are we doing there? <laughs> too bad. It is yeah. going to be a, a recruiting tool. Like, if you don't think every school recruiting Jalen Duran right now is making it very oh, yeah. aware, uh, uh, very obvious to him and his people what kind of name, image, and likeness rights opportunities would be available to him, theoretically – if you were to enroll at their school, you are out of your mind. That's happening right now. They are competing against, uh, you know, G League night overtime elite, you know, real quote unquote professional opportunities. The the way you're going to get him to go to college is by letting him know you're not leaving money on the table. You might be able to make more if you come with us legally. And yeah, so that, yeah, that's I mean, that. 
So that that's happening. I mean, the NCAA can say all it wants. This can't this can't be used for that. But there is literally no way to prevent it. It is it is unpreventable. If I am Kentucky, and they're they're recruiting Jalen Dern, who just jumped Imani Bato, by the way, in the two four seven sports rankings for twenty twenty two class. So Jalen's now number one, which is something that was. Borderline unthinkable, like, you know, a year, year and a half ago or whatever. But and the point is, he's being recruited by Kentucky and a bunch of other schools. I am doing everything I can possibly do to convince him not just to play Kentucky, but to show him it's Kentucky. You'll be our, you'll be the number one recruit. And if you come and play for even just a year, your potential payday is north of $500,000, $700,000. And I do believe it's that high for that kind of player. Number one prospect in his class at Kentucky you can make tons and tons of money. So, yes, to me, that's what this kind of day signals and signifies there. How quickly some of this stuff is going to get done, we'll have to wait and see on that because when I went to this recruiting event last week, I was talking with – I I talked with basically like 12 or so coaches about just just stuff in general. And I will say this. Almost all of them were basically clueless as to how this is going to work because it's not – it's their job to be informed about it once we really get into it. But at that, at this point, we're talking six days ago now uh, that I talked to them. Like the compliance people at their school still hadn't written the, the policies as far as they were concerned about how this would work. So they, it was interesting to hear how some of them were just kind of like, I, I, I'm waiting to hear. Like I got to, you know, I would have talked to them Friday and Sunday. I'm waiting to this Tuesday meeting with my AD and compliance people so I just understand more. But I did hear one thing that was interesting because you mentioned how quickly this is going to happen for some and how might not happen for others and what schools will and won't allow hey free market's going to play out that'll be really interesting but one head coach at a school that has what i would define as uh, a top 20 football program said that that ad said we're going to get this right so and i don't know how this is going to work but basically the coach was telling me that the ad said listen we're going to get this right and we're going to do it we're going to do it in a very big way like this is going to pay off huge but we can't turn this by the first week of july so in essence, even though our players will have theoretically the right to do this, although it is a school-by-school decision, that particular institution is going to basically try and by like September have all of its stuff buttoned up on the books and is going to go to its athletes and say, listen, you want to chase whatever you want to chase, we're going to let you do it. Just give us like two months to get this right so we can do it right by you. It'll be interesting to see if that actually winds up being the case or if you'll have some of these players. Like, this school is, again, it's a top-20 football program. It has marketable athletes on that roster right now. It will be a program that will uh, certainly have hopes of making it into the college football playoff again this season. That's what intrigues me about this is what schools take advantage right now and then what schools might be two, four, six months behind because not everything is happening immediately today, next week, even next month for some of these schools. It is a big day. It's a sea change in the very nature of college athletics. But I think you're still going to see, like you might see, we might be talking GP eight weeks from now about some sort of blockbuster sponsorship deal that some college basketball player gets then. Because if you really want to do it right and try and you know, really capitalize the best way, it's, it's not necessarily going to happen all today, tomorrow, and the next day after that. Right. And, and listen, I understand it might take some time for big deals to come together for these big-time players. Um, and some schools might want to, hey, give me a minute, give us a minute to get our head around what's happening and then we will be able to um, better set you up to, to flourish in, in this space. Um, I get all that, but like if I'm a basketball player who gets approached by a fireworks stand for $2,000 today, I'm going to a fireworks stand for $2,000 today and I'm telling my school like, hey, do your thing. 
I'm gonna go sell fireworks. <laughs> you know, like yes. I, like I'm not gonna turn down two thousand dollars to go sign autographs at a fireworks stand or, or appear at a car lot or at a bank or you know do, do, you know send out a tweet or an Instagram post. So it, it, this will develop over time, but like we've noted, you're going to see um, student athletes active in this space. You're already seeing it, and it, it'll grow from here. You mentioned. You know, if you're Kentucky, you're pursuing the number one prospect in America. You you you, you let him understand and people around him, you know, what is possible, like realistic for him, if he decides to be a, a student athlete for even one year. Now that name, image, and likeness rights are a real thing, uh, there is some fear among some that this is the way it's going to go. That the biggest schools with the biggest boosters and the best corporate backing are going to suddenly get all of the best players. And the, the, the schools with the most money in the best conferences have been for decades, follow me here, buying the best athletic directors, buying the best coaches, yeah. buying the best trainers. Why do we draw the line at the players? Exactly. Like if, if you are um, East Carolina and you have a coach and then North Carolina decides it wants your coach, you just lost your coach to North Carolina because they can pay more and it's a better opportunity. So if it works the exact same way for players, I don't care. To care would be hypocritical. But I actually don't think it'll work like that because every school has boosters. Mm -hmm. Every school has corporate backing. Every school has local car dealerships and banks that, that support it. And so what, what I think is going to be interesting, and Dan Wessel wrote a column sort of touching on this, and more than touching on it, detailing it thoroughly, is if you're a student athlete, you're going to have real decisions to make. Let's say you're being recruited right now by Kentucky. You're ranked 65th in the country. Class of 2022, you're ranked 65th. You're a good player. Kentucky's recruiting. If you go to Kentucky, man, you're at Kentucky. That's, that's pretty wild. But you're also the fifth best player in the in their class. You're probably not playing much as a mm -hmm. freshman. The Mississippi State's also recruiting you. Right. You can be the number one prospect Bingo. in Mississippi State's class. Bingo. Is it, is it, in addition to playing time and all of that stuff, is it more profitable for you to go be the star of Mississippi State's recruiting class and be the starting wing for Ben Howland's Bulldogs as opposed to be the fifth best prospect in Kentucky's recruiting class and sit on the bench behind two other five-star prospects? A month ago, and in years prior, Mississippi State probably can't beat Kentucky for that prospect. That's what the recruiting rankings show us. But now, with name, image, and likeness being a thing, can Mississippi State beat Kentucky for that prospect? By saying, you're going to go there and be the, the fifth most important prospect in their class and play six minutes a game. You come here, you're our number one prospect. You're the star of our recruiting class, and you're starting as a freshman. And we might not have as many big-time boosters as Kentucky has, but we've got enough. Mm -hmm. we got enough. we got some that, that are going to be willing to put real money in your pocket. So people think, I think assume, that the gap between the top of the sport and everybody else is going to widen. I actually think the opposite is true. I think it closes a little bit for many reasons mostly because of the one I just laid out. A couple more things. Yeah, you're right. about. Oh, by the way, I, I think that there's the potential for
four, even stuff like this. Kentucky's chasing what would be the number two player in its class, or maybe the number three player, and then even an established power. Gonzaga gets them instead because he'll be the number one player at Gonzaga, basketball only. I think you have an opportunity here for Wichita State, Dayton, VCU. Basketball, either in basketball first leagues or basketball first schools or basketball only schools where players will decide to do that. And even stuff like, like you could have Memphis is certainly, I would say, caught up in a recruiting aspect with Penny. We'll get him in just a second. But even now, I think this levels the playing field for a school like Memphis, which is always, you know, it's it, it's knocking on the door of like real sit at the at the at the big boy table kind of kind of stuff in men's basketball in particular. I think this, when you consider the area you live in, you can speak that better than anyone. I think that helps level it out. And yes, I do I do believe that let's say if you know the way it was, the top fifty players in a given class would go to you know, 20 schools total. I think that will now change from the top 50 players in a given class go to, say, 30 schools total because it'll just be one guy goes there instead of there, one guy now goes there instead of there. And just it'll, It will have a little bit of a of a downhill effect in a good way, and I think it actually will benefit college basketball. A couple other things here. One, I do want to just shout out the, the fact that we are here, the fact that we actually arrived at this point was because the NCAA was obviously forced to do so. It's hilarious how it how it literally waited like eight hours to make this official before the state laws kicked in on July 1. That's vintage NCAA and absolutely classic. But also, it was Nancy Skinner, the state legislator in California, that started this whole deal when she pushed to have NIL laws, which, by the way, aren't even on the books in California yet. That was just the first state to do it, and that's what started this, you know, I guess it was, was it more than two years ago now? So shouts to Nancy Skinner, because it was really California that started this where it became irreversible to the point where they can do this. I want to shout one particular, this isn't a phenomenal, Dennis Dodd pointed this out, I think, on Twitter, our colleague on Wednesday. This is now official NCAA language in the Q&A it sent out. Number 12 in its Q&A document. Can individuals enter into NIL agreements with boosters? Yes. Comma, provided the activity is in accordance with state laws and school policy, is not an impermissible inducement and does not constitute pay for play. Again, a lot of this stuff is just simply... It's, ima- un- it's unenforceable. Uh, it's, like, yeah. it, and it's not just going to be used um, to lure recruits. It is going to be used to lure recruits, but not only to lure recruits. You know where else it's going to come into play? There's a prospect, there's a player who's a sophomore on your team, and he's thinking about transferring. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to lure him back with, with okay, okay. You want more playing time? Got it. Um, you need more money. Okay, we can figure this out. Let me call my friend who owns the bank, you know, and let's see if we can get you a bank deal. And then the schools that are trying to lure him off campus to transfer are going to be like, listen, man, you come here, you're our starting point guard, and I also have a friend who's a banker. <laughs> like, this is, this, is, this is the world, like, if your fear, and I don't think it should be your fear, but if it, your fear is that marketing deals are going to suddenly be a major factor, if not the determining factor, of where people go to school, you're right. That is about to happen. It, 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 if it hasn't been happening already, it is about to happen, uh, about to start happening uh, ASAP. 
the only thing I would point out is that it'll just be above board as opposed to under the table. Like, we watched players from the state of New York go to Arizona for years. <laughs> you know, like, what was the main factor there? Uh, we watched some prospects go to LSU after hearing, um, you know, wiretap play. Like, what was the main factor there? All this is going to do is bring it above the table, which is fine with me, at least. Like, at least at least now we'll know when that McDonald's All-American goes to that school, we won't have to go, man, I wonder what happened there. We'll know exactly what happened there. A, a car dealer in, in that market was willing to put $150,000 on the table. We won't have to ask these questions anymore. We'll, we'll, it'll be documented. That's great. I can't wait to see it. Okay, so a couple more things, and then we can move on. So first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Breaking Tea, which is, uh, which, is a, which is a T-shirt. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 96.9, The Drive. We have a great guest, Julia Abuzide, who is the general manager of the Casablanca Hotel and Casino, in Mesquite, and we want to talk a little bit about the world-class spa that you have up there. Julia, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Coach. Okay, so you have an unbelievable spa setup up there. It's kind of the it's kind of a diamond in a rough deal. People don't know a lot about it, but people that know about it understand how great it is and what kind of value they have up there. That's right. We do. We we're we're very fortunate to have. A- an amazing spa out here, um, a little gem in the desert or, um, you know, diamond in the rough. But we are, we're thrilled. We're a full-service spa and salon out here, and uh, we, uh, we offer so many good packages, and our price point is, 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 is very affordable for those that want to come out for a vacation. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's typical of the Casablanca. You've got great packages for everything. I know you've got a room and spa package. We've, we talk about the room and golf uh, package. Um, so people need to take advantage of this because it's basically a staycation for people in Vegas. It's a little bit, you know, it's about 70 miles. It's all interstate 15. Uh, you get up there, you're kind of in a whole different world once you get to, uh, the Casablanca. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are. We have, uh, we have a flavor of the season treatments out there. We have special hydration, uh, treatments for, for this winter that we're coming off of. We have a great two heated spa uh, pools out there, and and it's just been a great, great uh, price point and uh, and and spa that we have. Yeah, and you have all the amenities. I mean, I know when I've been up there with some, so I used to come up with some guys. You know, we'd come up, and sometimes we'd bring the wives. You know, the wives would go, "We're going to the spa. See ya." That's right. We'll see That's you later. Right. They, yeah, they, we'll just. They, <laughs> They do love that spa. The women do, and the golf. The guys golf, and the women go to the spa. We just uh, over this past weekend, we just opened our um, our hotel pool. We heat it to eighty six degrees. Oh, so oh. it's open. It's open right now for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that staycation, come on down and and uh, enjoy the outdoor pool as well as the, uh, the the two heated pools in the spa. So if people are interested in booking a reservation, what number would they be able to call? They would call 877-GETAWAY. There you go. There you go. And you needed to go online and check it out because, like I said, it's it's a it's a world-class spa. Trust me. It's a world-class spa. Um, I, every, everybody that's been to it just raves about it. I mean, all the, the wives and girlfriends uh, that, you know, when we've gone up there on, with little small groups and things like that, they just rave about it, you know. And then if you're smart, 
you go to Catherine's. That's right. We do. We have great fine dining. Catherine's here, very affordable. Um, some of the better restaurants in Vegas can't even uh, hold up to uh, what we offer here. So it is, it's definitely a great getaway, short drive from Vegas. You have your spa, you have your rooms, you have fantastic dining options. And, you know, there's a few slot machines out there too, for, for those that like to gamble. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh... There is that, you know, there is that component too. So it's, uh, it's, uh, but it's a, it's a great facility all around. And as I said, for, uh, you know, the value that you get, no matter what you do, room, spa, Catherine's, um, even your, your daily, uh, you know, restaurant where everybody eats. I mean, there's some unbelievable deals in there. Yeah, we have actually going on right now a um, a fillet and lobster special in our cafe for twenty four ninety five. Yeah, that's get a four ounce fillet and a and a five ounce lobster tail. It's it's amazing. Our specials that we have, we have daily Chinese specials, uh, daily um, regular menus and uh, specials and so forth. But yeah, we we do have great food out here, regardless yeah. if you're in fine dining or are just coffee shop cafes. Right. I mean, and and I've been in the coffee shop and eaten with. Uh, you know, Chris and some of the other execs up there. The Chinese food is yep. unbelievable. It's great. Oh, we have we have authentic Chinese chefs. Absolutely, <laughs> we bring them. We we import them from Vegas to to Mesquite. So we we have nothing but the best out here. Yeah, and like I said, the, when you talk about Catherine's, and it, it is stone crab season up until May fifteenth. So you have the That's option right. of getting the stone crab, and you have. I, I had it last year, first time I've ever had it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, and they bring out this monster claw, you know, (laughs) it's just like, are you kidding me? Um, And just, you know, truly delicious, unbelievable. Uh, And then you've got the, and then you've got the, the, the menu at Catherine's at very reasonably priced. Uh, Wines are unbelievably priced. I mean, you know, what you would pay at Catherine's for a bottle of wine, you'd probably pay three times as much down in Vegas. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, yep. so if you get a chance and you're passing through Vegas, heading north, stop at the Casablanca. Check out the rooms. Get a room and spa package for the young ladies. You know, uh, if you're a golfer, get a get to add the golf to it. They do have the room and golf uh, packages. And then if you're smart, you got to check out Catherine's. I mean, unbelievable. Um, and th- it was awarded one of the ro- most romantic restaurants in Nevada, correct? That is correct. Absolutely. And Casablanca did win Best of Las Vegas for, um, we took gold in, in Best Destination Getaway. There you Nevada. go. So we are, uh, we're definitely on top of the top of the list here in, in Mesquite. Yeah, it's a true, it's a true package, total package for whatever you want. And as you said, they do have a few slot machines and a couple of table games. If you want to put a few dollars down and, See if you can win some money, win some money for dinner or pay for the room or pay for the, the spa. So, uh, uh, Julia, I want to thank you for coming on the show, enlightening us uh, to what you have at the spa at the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Thanks, Coach, for having me. I appreciate it. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon 
with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on Highway Radio 96.9-94.9. Hopefully everybody will have a safe 4th of July weekend here in Las Vegas as it is a four or five day weekend depending upon when you're coming into town. Um, Currently right now the Las Vegas Aces are playing against the LA Sparks in a game that they would definitely be favored to win. Uh, the two previous games, they've won by over 20, and they should win uh, again uh, tonight. That game is currently being played right now. Uh, we also have the Las Vegas Aviators playing up at the ballpark Las Vegas, the Las Vegas ballpark up in Summerlin. So, again, if you get a chance to get up there, it's a great Triboy facility, voted uh, for the second time the best Triboy facility in the Major League Baseball, as Major League Baseball has taken over everything with the minor league clubs. Uh, So you have those people going on. You also have the uh, Vegas Lights Soccer Club playing, and they will be having a fireworks show after the game there. You can get tickets for as low as $10 a ticket, and that is down at Cashman Field. Um, So in our first two segments, you heard – Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish from CBS Sports talking about this NLI that just went into effect uh, on July 1. And the NLI is the NCAA's version of name, image, and likeness for student-athletes. And as I said, this is Pandora's box on steroids. There's going to be so many inconsistency here. Uh, One of the key things that the NCAA has said is uh, you can't use this in recruiting. Well, that's out the window. Coaches don't care about that. They're going to definitely use that in recruiting. Um, now, you come here, we can get you uh, um, an NLI deal with one of our car dealerships or one of our banks. Um, you know, my question is, does it prohibit a student athlete from doing an endorsement for a car dealership and getting a brand new car? Kind of like what the pros are doing here. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this is handled and in my 24 years of being a coach at division one and another five being an administrator and another five being a player. This is typical NCAA. Don't think about the rule. Just push it through, flip the switch, let it go through. Don't see what the consequences are going to be. Um, you've got some schools that are prepared for this. You've got some schools that aren't prepared for this. Uh, it applies to all division one, two, and three Level schools in the NCAA. Uh, some schools, as I said early on, Connecticut has a state regulation that said nothing can go into effect until September. Um, South Carolina has a pretty well-documented policies and procedures about it. Uh, you can't use any facilities, South Carolina facilities. It can't. Um, it will not interfere with your scholarship when you're on uh, scholarship. 
as far as money's being earned and things of that nature. Um, but again, this is this is a nightmare from school to school. And uh, as as you heard in the interview with uh, Norlander and Parrish, what they're looking for is they're looking for the star athletes or they're looking for the athlete that has a tremendous social media following. You've got the two young ladies, uh, the Cavender sisters at Fresno State that have over a million followers on their uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever else they have. Uh, they signed a deal with Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile flew them to New York. Times Square. They're on the billboards at Times Square. These are college kids, and I can call them kids because I'm I'm an old man. Um, and, 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 and nothing against them making money, but I'm just telling you, this is going to be a freaking nightmare for these schools. You're going to have to hire additional staff to kind of track these things and make sure that uh, everything is uh, up up and above board. And as Parrish and Norlander said, this just makes everything above board so you see what's going on. Uh, again, my bigger concern is, is what about the kid that doesn't have a social media following? What about the kid that, you know, comes off the bench and plays hard um, and gets in basketball, gets five, six points a game, but is very crucial to your team? Um, you know, does this apply to the walk-ons? Um, again, the NCAA and their infinite wisdom, turn the rule loose. We'll worry about fixing it later. No guidelines. No guidelines across the board. Each school can do their own thing. The NCAA really doesn't have a set of rules or policy procedures uh, to follow. You know, can I hire a marketing agent to do my marketing for me as a student athlete? Well, the answer, one answer I saw was yes, as long as it's not an agent that's looking to get you a professional contract um, in a sport. Um, it, it, people are going to be coming out of the woodwork to represent these uh, student athletes. And you're going to have this, the same thing that's happened with professional athletes. Some people are going to get taken advantage of. They're going to sign deals, have these agents that are going to quote unquote, be working for them. And the agents are going to walk away with all the money. Um, I know in the pros, and this was years ago, the most an agent could make off of a pro contract was 4%. But on endorsements, they could make as much as they wanted. So, um, and that was years ago. So, again, we're going to keep our eye on this. We're going to try to get in touch with UNLV and see who is their person in charge of uh, name, image, and likeness, NIL, as the NCAA is calling it right now. Um, and what are their policies and procedures for UNLV and how they're going to go and implement these policies and procedures and who's going to continue to check on these things. So you're listening to the Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Everybody be safe out there this 4th of July weekend, and we will see you next week.